Michael O'Regan's Call from the Dawn on Kerry Today. Now, oh, Michael O'Regan, a very good morning to you. We're going to start this morning with uh, Minister Niall Collins under pressure to explain the details of a planning application that he made 22 years ago. Came into the Dáil kind of very quickly and, and without much notice yesterday evening. The thought had been it would be next week that he'd be making his statement. Made it yesterday around half past five. He's got uh, support this morning in public from the Minister for Finance. Uh, has he done enough? Has he dispelled the questions to your mind in relation to that planning application? I think he has, Jerry, subject to anything else coming out, and I can't see what else could come out. But uh, yes, I think he's dealt with it. And I think it's over because if you look, if you look at a statement like that, Jerry, made to the Dáil by a minister, and then you gauge uh, the reaction of his government colleagues all supportive, including, as you say, strong support from Michael McGrath on radio this morning. Uh, and then you look at the opposition. Uh, I don't see anybody shouting from the opposition benches about it. Uh, so it would look as if it is all over. Uh, the key thing yesterday, what Mr. Collins had to do yesterday uh, e- evening, in that very unexpected uh, uh, statement that was due to come next week, but he was uh, he had to show that at its core, uh, he was working within the planning uh, regulations uh, in Limerick uh, at that particular time. And he was able to do that. You know, he said he was the son of a long-term resident landowner in Patrick's Well, and he lived in the so-called pressure area uh, prior to 1990. The house in uh issue, he didn't deal with, but... Uh, and I think it was a mistake not to deal with it because he would have killed the entire issue then, I think. Well, well he, made, he made the point that he feels that that was outside the remit, that wasn't required, so he didn't have to say or otherwise. There was no need to put that down on the planet. That's his interpretation of the rules of 23 years ago, shall we say. Yeah, and he's right in that, in the sense that the house in Dora Dial was not an issue, actually, uh, um, uh, because, you know, it... it it didn't take. It didn't put him outside the planning regulations of the time, and and in a sense, it was irrelevant. But you know, two sentences in dealing with it, maybe confusion at the time. I I don't know what it was. However, uh, at its core, uh, he has shown uh, that he was uh, working within the 1999 Limerick Development yeah. Plan. And, and the crucial and question, Michael, and the suggestion that was made surrounding all of this, that he put down the wrong name in some sort of effort to hoodwink the planners that it wasn't him, that firmly put to bed. That advertisements, it's on the planning file, it's Niall Collins all the way along. He doesn't know how an ad went in for Niall O'Connor, but he is another ad which owes Niall O'Collins, Niall Collins, I should say, in the proper name. That was a crucial one to answer, which he did. Yes, that was critical. Uh, it's Niall Collins in the planning file. Uh, and that was critical. That was an important one. And he's able to say that. Now, I just wonder, Jerry, I don't know the circumstances of this. Did he have somebody working on his behalf? Messed up things once or twice? I don't know that, by the way. Uh, uh, um, I don't know anything uh, beyond uh, what I heard in the door yesterday uh, from Niall Collins. Uh, but, uh, yeah, critically, it was his own name in the planning file. So I think that's it, really. It's... it's uh, you know, he was he was within the regulations, uh, uh, within the the, the uh, what was required of the 1999 Limerick Development Plan, and it was uh, I presume he briefed uh, his government colleagues, the three parties, including his own party leader Michal Martin, on this fairly early on, 
And then, in fairness to him, he did deserve the time uh, to get, uh, you know, the, 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 the file on this and to prepare a statement. It is, a lo- relatively speaking, a long time ago before he came into politics. Yeah. So he did deserve time, uh, uh, you know, to prepare that statement. And he was right to take the time rather than rush into the doll and, and perhaps... Uh, uh, you know, the, the thing not working out. But uh, it was clear, Jerry, uh, if you look at this politically, that uh, Fianna Fáil, uh, Fianna Gael and the Greens were with him. <laughs> uh, Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil very much supportive last night. Some of the Greens muttering privately, but nobody going public. Now, what they were muttering about, I'm not entirely certain. But, uh, uh, and then the opposition uh, quite calm about it as well. Yeah. I think there, there's a feeling after the manner in which Sinn Féin rushed in to try and take out Pascal Donoghue uh, on, uh, uh, you know, the posters and all that, and then Sinn Féin having difficulties themselves with electoral funding, uh, I think that, uh, that, that, I think, persuaded, so to speak, uh, the opposition to watch this close, closely, but to take it easy about rushing to judgment. Not to get exercised about it in, in the meantime. Okay, Michael, uh, listen, uh, a new political leader, less than five years in politics, and now leading a national party with TDs in the doll, Holly Cairns. Choices made by successive governments have resulted in the aspirations and dreams of an entire generation being either diminished or destroyed. Nowhere is the political betrayal of young people more evident than in the housing disaster. Skyrocketing rents and exorbitant house prices have resulted in the collapse of home ownership rates. We are now at the bottom third of EU countries when it comes to home ownership. You told a recent meeting of your parliamentary party you were alarmed to see that figure. But Taoiseach, were you surprised? Because all of this happened on Fianna Gael's watch. The share of 25 to 34 year olds who own their own home more than halved between 2004 and 2019, plummeting from 60% to just 27%. People can no longer afford to buy a home because they are spending all of their money on rent. Between 2012 and early last year, rents increased by a staggering 95%, while prices in the economy increased by just 11%. And rents are still increasing. There appears to be no upper limit. Taoiseach, the housing disaster isn't just about bricks and mortar. It's about young people whose adult lives are on hold because they can't afford to move out of their childhood bedrooms. It's about couples postponing having a family because they can't find affordable housing. It's about the stress and anxiety that causes once happy relationships to break down. It's about a lack of hope. It's about despair. It's about fear for the future, that your life will be permanently on hold that you could be served an eviction notice at any moment, that you will never be able to afford to do what your own parents did on just one income, own a modest home. Fina Gale has been in government for almost my entire adult life. Your party first promised to address what was a housing crisis in 2014. Nine years later, it's an unprecedented housing disaster. There you go, Michael. That's Holly Cairns. Uh, how clever was it of her to position herself in that way? Obviously, highlighting one of the weaknesses for this government, one of the open wounds in terms of their performance, the housing situation. But to position herself as the spokesperson politically for an entire generation. I think it was very clever, Jerry, And uh, she has credibility in that she is of that age group. 
You know, she 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 was one of the people who had to immigrate because of the collapse of the economy. Uh, she knows all the pressures on young people trying to buy a house. And uh, I think what she what she has done in that speech, and indeed at the press conference later, while she has now positioned herself as the spokeswoman for that generation, including those people, and she referred to them, who are alienated from the political process, uh, which a lot of young people are, and you, you can't blame them. I mean, they're looking... They're, Holly Cairns is right. Successive governments have failed that generation uh, in the housing area. Uh, and housing and health are the big issues. Yeah. Now, she's got... Um, She's got the challenge, of course, of building up the party from six tall seats and 21 councillors. Uh, the local and European elections will be her first electoral challenge. Uh, and they're relatively for a new leader coming soon. Yeah. Will they be, the question is, precarious tall seats that they have, Michael? Well, she's got a big job in her hands. Uh, will she be worrying Sinn Féin on a level, or particularly, I suppose, Labour? And they all, they had a spat this week, Labour tweeting that uh, the Social Democrats were started by Stephen Donnelly, we were started by Jim Connolly. And and uh, uh, she answered back in fine fashion in her press conference when that was put to her. She said, well, I'd rather be the party that abandoned Stephen Donnelly than be the party that abandoned Connolly. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a very, very clever response, I have to say, uh, from a, a politician just you know, that day taking over the leadership of a, uh, of a political party. Uh, actually, by the way, Jerry, what's clear now from that press conference is there is no prospect uh, of, of a merger. Uh, That's off the table. No. Absolutely off the table. In fact, they're both now chasing the same votes and the same seats. Uh, Sinn Féin will be worried because uh, they're chasing seats um, that, uh, you know... Well, well they're, they're trying to present, the and they're, they're getting a lot of success with younger people in terms of we're the ones that yeah. will fix housing. Now you have a new leader, confident, articulate, member of their generation saying, no, we're the way to go. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So they're chasing the same vote. Uh, so Sinn Féin will be worried. Labour will be worried, of course. And Labour in big, big trouble. Uh, you know, the local elections will be very important for Labour. Can they get good candidates, potential doll candidates in key constituencies? Kerry will be interesting, by the way, once a Labour stronghold. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so from that point of view... And also, Jerry, she's a very able media and doll performer. So at leaders' questions, she's going to feature strongly. Uh, uh, Catherine Murphy and Roisin Shortall were very, very able politicians, but I don't think the 2TD leadership worked for them. Now, yeah. here, Holly Cairns will be a different kettle of fish, so to speak, in, uh, as regards leaders' questions in the poll. Yeah, certainly will. Michael, stay with us. We'll have more on Call from the Doll after we take these. Michael O'Regan's Call from the Doll on Kerry Today. Now, oh, Michael, the Taoiseach Leif Radker gave a wide-ranging interview on primetime last night with Miriam O'Callaghan. He was asked about the energy credits. He was asked about the cost of living crisis, the high bills coming in. He said, look, we represent the squeeze middle. He talked about the north. But he was also asked about Ballyseedy. This weekend, the commemoration is taking place and asked, is it time for a state apology? Here's what he had to say. Um, I believe what happened at Ballyseedy was wrong. Um, it was an, an atrocity and it should not have happened. Um, a state apology is a very particular thing um, and there were many atrocities sadly in the civil war uh, committed by both sides uh, and I don't think the right approach would be to have a state apology about one 
uh, of those atrocities. I think it's important that we see it in the round uh, and I will have a chance to reflect on that and speak on that uh, in the context of the uh, decade of centenaries uh, and in relation to civil war in particular. Okay, Tishik, appreciate you taking your time. There you go. That is a little bit of what he had to say. He kind of punted to touch there, Michael, saying I will have um, time to talk about this in the context of the decade of centenaries. Now, there's meant to be a programme of events for 2023 published as to what the state will be doing to mark this year. Here we are on the 3rd of March. The biggest issues happened here in Kerry and still no programme events published, but saying effectively no state apology. Yeah, the, the programme event should be out by now. I think the Taoiseach is right about the state apology, Jerry. Uh, to quote a predecessor of his back in the late 1960s, Sean Lamath, whose own brother was tortured and murdered in the Dublin mountains. Terrible things were done on both sides. That was Lamass's conclusion. And they were. But it's sad. I must say, I don't know what our listeners think about this, Jerry, but as a Kerry man, I, I find it sad to observe this plethora of ceremonies in Bally uh, instead of one ceremony of reconciliation. Uh, so, see, the question is then, was it not always going to happen that way? Or maybe the state should have stepped in and said, look, we're going to take control over this. We'll talk to all sides. Everyone can have their moment. I, I don't know if that was even possible, or would it be given the feelings that still exist in this county in particular? Or should they have stepped yeah, in and tried to do it that way? Yeah, they certainly should have tried. And I agree with you, they should have tried. Whether they'd have been successful is another matter. I doubt it, given what we're witnessing now at the moment. Uh, but uh, it's a sign, really, that uh, we haven't really moved on We've moved on to an extent from the Civil War, but we haven't moved on where we can recognise there were atrocities on both sides. Bally Seedy was a particularly awful atrocity. I reread uh, yesterday, Jerry, O'Neill the chapter in O'Neill book on Bally Seedy, and it really, you know, even though we all know the history of Bally Seedy yeah. and the detail, it's 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 dreadful stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, by the way, the, I would blame the teaching of history in schools over the decades in independence. We were force-fed a diet of the island of saints and scholars. The brutality of the civil war was passed over. We, were, we lived a lie as a state, and uh, young people got no chance at all in schools to form some kind of objective and balanced view of the brutality yeah. we showed to each other. Yeah. Michael, speaking of history lessons, I don't know how, many, how much time or how many hours were, were put into the story of Salvador Allende in Chile in 1973 and the coup, the military junta which took over and installed General Pilichet, perhaps maybe with the help of the CIA of the United States at the time, they didn't want a communist country, they didn't want socialism on the march. In, in Latin America, what do you make of what's going on this week with people for profit and solidarity? First of all, putting out the feelers to all left-leaning parties to say, listen, let's get together and let's form a truly left government for the first time in the history of the state. And then coming out and issuing a warning that they feel that there are reactionary forces and elements within Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil who, if there was to be a left-leading government, would launch a revolution and tanks would be rolling on the streets. <laughs> it's daft, Jerry. Uh, do you know what it is? It's daft. It's as daft a theory as I've seen in politics for a long time, if ever. Uh, but do you know what it is? It's political desperation. They're watching Sinn Féin they're afraid of their life, lives that Sinn Féin will have a scorched earth elect, general election and that uh, people before profit seats will be wiped out or, or some of them taken. 
and they're uh, you know they're reaching out all over the place, particularly with the staff theory. As you say, having already uh, having previously suggested a left of centre government, uh, now every political party worried about the next election for various reasons are concerned. Uh, even Sinn Fein not resting in its laurels. But I mean, when you get that desperate, and when you suggest uh, tanks uh, on the streets, uh, you know, moving towards the county council buildings in Tralee, uh, and all that kind of thing, probably, probably Jerry taking over K- the local radio station. K- you know? Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm worried for myself, Michael. I'll be the first one taken out. You'll be the first one taken out. Control probably of TV and radio Jerry. crucial to any revolution, or, or coup. precisely. Precisely. Control of Radio Kerry will be central. Now, you'll be taken out, Jerry, blindfolded. <laughs> You're afraid after that. I'd worry seriously about it. <laughs> I better change my ways, Michael. I better change my ways. Listen, we'll leave it there. Indeed. We're over time. My thanks to you for talking to me about this on the programme. That's Michael Regan with call from the Law.